Welcome to the Nourish Rap Podcast, hosted by two passionate clinical nutritionists whose mission is to educate, inspire, and empower people to lead a more nourishing life. Katie and Jessica value evidence-based practice, holistic healing approaches, and practical health advice, all while having fun along the way. We thank you for tuning in and hope you enjoy the show. So today we're going to be talking about our first value, which is um, eating whole foods. And we always um, proceed that with the phrase most of the time. So to start with, Jess and I wanted to kind of hone in on what we actually mean by whole foods, because that can sometimes be confusing to people. Yep. So I guess um, because whole foods get thrown around a lot, I think, um, especially lately, but Whole foods essentially is foods that are found in their whole form. And I know that just sounds so silly because I'm just restating um, what we said in a different way. But it's food that um, is found in nature. Uh, I always like to think of whole foods as sort of, I like think of a list of questions. I think of, did it grow from the earth? Did it used to walk? Did it used to run? Or did it come from something like that? Because then you know that um, it is a fresh whole food. Um, And when we say whole foods, it's also sort of um, stating that it contains everything that the body needs to be healthy. Yeah, absolutely, Jess. That's a really good point. So things like your fruits, your veggies, your herbs, um, even... Like I would go to so far definitely to say things like your um, your grains and whatnot that are essentially grown in the earth and then, okay, yeah, sure, we buy them in a packet, but we're not talking about, um, you know, uh, Uncle Bob's savoury tomato rice. We're talking about whole brown rice or whole quinoa or whole buckwheat and that sort of thing. I definitely put that in the whole foods basket. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, and I think what you just said is awesome. Um, at the end of the day, if you look at Whole Foods, they really come perfectly packaged. So, yeah. you know, fruits, okay, sure, there's this big debate that they're full of sugar, but they, yes, they're full of, they do have natural sugars in them, but they also come with things like fiber and vitamins and minerals. So it's very different from, you know, eating a teaspoon of sugar off the spoon or an equivalent processed food. Um, obviously, vegetables, you know, I always say to people, look, you know, the more stuff you get on your plate that's plant-based, that's your multivitamin. So, you know, get it in there whenever you can. Um, and then if you look at um, a diet based around whole foods, there, if that was your food or if that was how you based your diet, you really probably wouldn't be missing out on very much, especially if you're, you know, you bring, um, you're including some good quality animal proteins and that sort of thing as well. Yeah, exactly. And that's why Katie and I are so passionate about whole foods is because they provide the whole package to our bodies and to keep them healthy, as we said. And I think as well, um, 
sorry, I've lost my train of thought. That's all right. Oh, when we, when, sorry, when we back it up, because we always say eat whole foods and then we always say most of the time, um, because I guess as well what Katie and I are really passionate about is being balanced. And um, it's sort of that 80-20 approach in like oh, eating those sorts of foods, meats, vegetables, fish, legumes, everything like that. Um, 80% of the time you're still going to get enough to sort of keep that health of the body and then you can sort of indulge in those other sort of foods um and I like to call them soul foods because often they're the foods that sort of are like oh my god I just love you know just makes me feel good in that moment um so it's really important to have that balance as well and that's why we we always back it up with most of the time yeah I mean obviously we're humans at the end of the day and sometimes you know you're going to go and pick up takeaway on your way home from work and you know there's going to be sauces and additives and all sorts of things in there that you're not going to be aware of um you know even last week I had a crazy day in clinic I was starving and driving up the coast for two hours and I ducked into the service station and I picked up like a protein ball and it was you know, it was full of some, I don't know, interesting stuff, but yeah. it pushed me through and that's life. Like I didn't have a piece yeah. of fruit in my handbag. I didn't have a handful of nuts. That was the best thing I could get my hands on. Um, yeah. You know, we're realists and, you know, I love a bowl of ice cream every now and then and a glass of wine. So I'm not going to tell you that, you know, we, we eat 100% this way all the time, but definitely yeah. this is the this is the basis of a healthy diet. And if you look at any diet that gets traction, the paleo diet, the keto diet, the bloody vegetarian diet, you know, whatever it is that trends right now, if you look at all of those diets, 80% of the message is exactly the same whole foods based and then there'll be a small variance um that kind of separates one of those diets from the next yes and And then we waste all this time arguing about those small variants and and you know which one is best and what makes the biggest difference which is just ridiculous because if we all just got back to that 80 percent whole foods rule um to be honest we'd probably be out of business jess oh i think so yeah absolutely (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, yeah, sorry, go on. That, sorry, that's a good segue, I guess, when you mentioned. So, you know, we've mentioned uh, what whole foods are, um, why they're important, and also that balanced approach to eating whole foods. We mentioned You mentioned um, that 20% of eating sort of whatever you feel like or what, if you've got no time that there's sometimes some things in there that aren't exactly good for the body, so those additives and um, things like that. Maybe we should have a chat about why they're not good. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, obviously a lot of people think that the number one reason why we why we think a diet should be whole foods-based is because other foods have heaps of sugars and heaps of fats and that sort of thing, which to an extent is true. But what Jess is saying is is probably is a huge part of it and also really alarming. So it's all those extra chemicals that go into our foods, which we're probably only learning about in the last sort of 10 years or so. And it's a little bit of a, a tricky subject to touch on because we don't want to fear monger and there's plenty of um, websites and, and that sort of thing out there that do fear monger around what's, ha- you know, what's in our food and chemicals in our food and what's going to happen to you if you eat this sort of food. But 
Um, we certainly don't want to fear monger, but we just wanted to kind of bring to light some of the things that may be in processed food that, you know, goes beyond just being high in sugar that actually have a pretty significant effect on the way our bodies operate. Yeah, because at the end of the day, processed foods um, generally come from a factory and they're generally um, very long life products. So there's always something in there besides lots of sugar and salt and things like that that has to preserve these products. And um, a big one is uh, the food additive. So your numbers, you often see this on labels as numbers like 202 or 200. They're generally some sort of um, preserving agent to help the food stay shelf like shelf life long um but there's a lot of sort of stuff out there linking those numbers and artificial additives to uh behavioral issues especially in kids um you see like adhd things like that um you hear stories i've had parents in clinic who tell me that their kids um they'll have some white bread um generally they have these preservatives in them and they are just uh a different child they'll be so hyperactive can't settle and um yeah so there, there's that sort of um trainer thought that they can cause sort of those neurological symptoms yeah um, and i think also those um numbers and letters and and the 200s and whatnot have been linked with um you know even skin conditions and that sort of thing as well like eczema yeah. and and breathing yeah. difficulties like exacerbating yeah. things like asthma and whatnot so yeah, yeah definitely common um, kids these days yes so just on that topic with um the chemical additives and numbers there is a really awesome uh, phone app called chemical maze i would definitely recommend anybody to download this uh it's i think it's about eight dollars to download from the um, app store but you just type in any uh number so when you read a label which we will go into uh later on in the podcast how to read labels um and you see a number you can type it in and it actually breaks down everything like to do with that number it'll tell you what it's based from what the research is saying what sort of signs and symptoms you might get from it it's an amazing app and i highly recommend it so that's called the chemical maze yep awesome that sounds like a great resource um another you know besides your kind of your numbers and your flavors and that sort of thing which you're going to find in products like lollies and um you know highly processed confectionery products even cheap like breads that have a long shelf life things like flavored milks flavored yogurts um you know convenient snacks as well um you know I guess cheaper kind of more sugary muesli bars um cereals that have like that are colored like seriously I mean you know (laughs) like that's not natural um yeah so that's where you're going to find sort of your 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 flavors and your numbers and whatnot um and well i mean like you've just got to look at a kid's birthday party spread really and it's um another one that is kind of getting a fair bit of attention um now and there's a lot more awareness around this is obviously your bpa so um bpa is a a chemical used um not not really so much in food but to line like um along the lining of like tins and plastic and inside plastic and that sort of thing so there's a lot of um, awareness now that bpas leach into particularly liquid foods yeah um yep 
Sorry, Jess, were you going to say something there? Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, that's right. And um, I think that it's a really good one that you brought up, Katie, with processed foods because it's actually not listed on the ingredients list. So you don't know, oh, does this have BPA in it? But, um, you know, it's just a part of the packaging. Um, so it's really awesome that you highlighted that because BPA as well, there is a lot of research with it being a hormone disruptor. Yeah. A lot of research there. And, yeah, um, absolutely. You know, you, you see how many people are walking around with hormone imbalances and things like that. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so we've got a – we'll um, pop it on the show notes. We've got a 2017 research paper that goes into several endocrine disruptors, which are exactly, as Jess just said, products yeah. or environmental um, agents, so things in the environment that disrupt our hormones. That's what the endocrine system is. So – um, BPA has been linked um, with, uh, you know, thyroid disorders and um, various female gynecological um, disorders and whatnot. And, um, you know, so that's quite significant. Um, it can affect – re- that paper in particular talks about how it may affect weight control, um, increase yeah. the body's fat storing capabilities and that sort of thing. And I know when it comes to weight – um, when I have people in clinic, uh, you know, okay, one out of 10 person that I see for weight loss, it's, it's really a reality check of, look, you know, you're eating fairly badly and you're not exercising. So let's fix those things up and hallelujah, it all kind of works. But nine out of 10 people I see, they're trying to do all the right things and there's something yeah. else going on. So, um, I think this whole issue of, what's actually in our food and what what are we absorbing on a daily basis is you know it's definitely it's definitely something that we need to consider as quite important and having a significant effect on our on our health and our metabolism and our hormones like you said a hundred percent and the thing with um these sort of additives and these like hormone disruptors and these other sort of chemicals in these processed foods is that our bodies don't know what to do with them they're yep. not actually physiologically, um, you know, knowledgeable in breaking these products down. So I think um, even just that statement alone for me personally, it really just hones in of like, what are we putting into our bodies? Like if our body can't even recognize what to do with it, then it, should we really be playing with it? Exactly. And like we, I, we talked about that analogy before the show, Jess, we talked about like if you had a really awesome car and you were trying to look after it, you're not going to put like sugar and water into the engine and expect it to run well. You're not going to put, um, you know, crappy E10 you know, really dodgy fuel in, you're probably going to pay top top dollar for premium fuel because that's what it runs well on. And it's the same with our bodies. Like, why are we putting stuff into our bodies that literally is so foreign and so far away from being food? It's really, it's a joke that we even call it food. I mean, yeah. if supermarkets sold food and food alone, we would have so much more real estate available because they'd be about one hundredth of their current size. Like you'd walk in, you'd pick up yeah. your fruit, veggies, you know, some grains, some actual yeah. bread made, you know, yeah. Over time, instead of baked in an oven for fifteen minutes with thirty thousand raising agents, yeah. um, and and that would be it. But we don't. We're sort of um, bombarded with all this other stuff, which has a really serious effect on our bodies. 
We are, and I really love that analogy of the car because it's true. I don't know anyone that has like that drives a car that would ever dare to think any put anything in it other than like some sort of petrol to get it going but our bodies are exactly the same but we just don't think of it on that level and that's why katie and i do these podcasts because we just really want to spread awareness about it and yeah yeah so um another one jess that we we would um that definitely has you know a lot more awareness now is obviously good old msg oh yeah oh, yeah MSG, yeah yeah, so kind oh, of... Lordy, that's actually, and this is um, a good, like, I'm glad you mentioned that because MSG is not just in processed foods, but it's also in takeaway. So, you know, when you're going out to Chinese restaurants and things like that, it's in there as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, go on. How does it affect us? Well, I mean, I find a lot of people respond differently to MSG. Um, okay. You know, for me personally... If I say I went out and ate Chinese, yeah, um, you can usually tell if there's a lot of MSG in Chinese food because the meat will just be a little bit too soft, like it's a bit it's yeah, a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but if I ate Chinese, it was loaded with MSG. I'd have a headache within probably half an hour of finishing it. Yeah. Um, I don't sleep either when I have a lot of MSG. Um, yeah. They're probably fairly common symptoms and. Yeah, I mean, we don't really want to go into the biochemistry of it, but it it's possible that MSG kind of like, I guess it has a similar effect to like coffee in a way. It can kind of really hype you up on a neurological level. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, like you said, Jess, it's in some, it's actually in some processed foods as well. Yeah. Um, as yeah. well as your takeaway foods. It's not just something to be mindful of. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, go on. Well, we've touched on MSG. We've touched on flavorings and letter um, and additives. So off, that's a classic. You know, you look at your numbers that are listed yeah. in a packet. Yeah. Um, and we've touched on the BPAs as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, um, I mean, we could spend all day talking about different um, bits and bobs in these foods that have effects on health. But I guess what Katie and I really want to highlight when we are having this discussion on that is that um, they have ill effects on the body. So we just want to make sure that what we're choosing to eat, um, you know, is, you know, limited in those things and... Um, because, like I said, that is just the scratching the surface of what is actually what else is actually in those foods. So yeah, um, just I guess we just wanted to highlight that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think what's really important also is like to just we never want to inspire fear or anything like that through these yeah. podcasts. And um, I know, like, I'm not going to name any sites, but there's some pretty major players out there in social media land and whatnot that um, I guess I feel like they sort of fear monger around processed food. Yeah. And, like, we're not saints. We're not suggesting that, you know, you should never let your child go to a birthday party because they should never have a lolly. But it's just recognising that these things are there and, you know, these foods, we just, we cannot tolerate them in high amounts in the diet so they are not everyday foods at all and you know um maybe inspire people to kind of 
you know, if they do have a diet that's high in things like frozen meals and um, ready-made snacks and, you know, muesli bars and chips and soft drink, we we want to inspire people to move away from those foods, adopt more whole foods, and then acknowledge that they're going to have some significant benefits from doing that that may actually prevent more serious situations from arising, essentially. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, Jess, let's move on to... um, Actually, we were going to mention a couple of things that, like, I guess would maybe not be strictly whole foods that you and I might find in our pantry just to kind of make people feel a little bit more, like, comfortable, That you know. Yeah, so what sort of things would you kind of find in your pantry that wouldn't be strictly a whole food? Um, Well, I would say peanut butter um, because that's been processed to some extent, but... um, Again, there's no sort of other ingredients and only peanuts that have been ground down um, on their own with a little bit of salt. So I would say that's probably one. Um, I would say like a buckwheat pasta, you'll find that in my pantry. Again, it is processed in that um, it's buckwheat turned into pasta, but it's, I guess, um, the only ingredient in it is the buckwheat. Um, So um, what else? I've got whole egg mayonnaise in my fridge. Um, I've got uh, like a kind of a organic sort of tomato sauce thing that's not like your typical Heinz tomato sauce, but it's probably got stuff in it that isn't ideal. Um, I mean, I definitely have crackers and stuff like that. You know, I'm no, I'm, I'm not shy of putting a cheese platter together. So I've got crackers in my cupboard and that sort of thing. Um, Yep. Yeah, the top, I've got some curry paste and things like that. I've found some, you know, decent ones shop bought. Um, yeah. So they're, yeah, they're in there. Um, I, I do have some bread, um, but again, it's um, made a bit more sort of authentically. Um, you know, again, yeah. To some extent, yeah. I've got some, um, like, brown rice noodles. Um, I've got soy yeah. sauce. Um, well, actually, I've got tamari, but. Oh, yeah. Similar to soy sauce. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, like, honestly, it, and this is why we wanted to do this podcast as well, is because it's kind of like processed foods or foods that have been, I guess, altered in some way on some level are out there, and there's better versions than others. And I guess um, what we can talk about now is, well, what are we looking for when we're going to the grocery shops? Because um, I don't know about you, Katie, but I still do my groceries at Coles and Woolies. Like, um, I'm not, you know, going out to the... I do go to farmer's markets every week for my fruit and veg, but, you know, those other bits and bobs, I still need to go to the supermarket. Yeah. So I think if we can help people just to sort of, when they do their groceries, what to look for. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yep. So I guess... um, well, one really good rule with the grocery shopping that I really love is um, sticking to the perimeters. Yes. Uh, you heard of that before? Yeah. So um, just, you know, because generally on, around the outside of the shopping centre is where most of the whole foods are. So like your meats, um, your fresh fruit and veggies, the bakery section and, and things like that, whereas in, in the aisles is where you'll find all the um, processed snack foods, lollies, chocolates, things like that. Absolutely. Yep. Love that. That's a yeah. great rule of thumb. I always look for, uh, like, say I need crackers or, uh, I don't know, even say I um, wanted something 
Okay, great example. Because I don't have kids, but if I was looking after, say, my nieces and nephews, and I was like, oh, they're gonna wanna, they're gonna want something snacky. Yeah. I would look for um, something with. I always look at the ingredients as well, the ingredient list, not just the nutrition panel. And yeah. I'm looking for a short ingredient list. Like, yeah. you can bet your bottom dollar that if you've got an ingredient list that's, say, five lines long, yeah. that there's going to be a whole lot of crap in there, like additives, preservatives, stabilizers, mm. extra sugars, just all kinds of stuff you can't pronounce. And I don't want that. So, you know, if it's got sort of like, to me, if it's got five or six ingredients, that's probably pretty good. Like one of yeah. them is probably going to be a number, but I can cope with yeah. one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's probably a good yeah. rule of thumb. Yeah, I think definitely um, for any packaged food, I'd be looking. The first thing is the ingredients list. That's the number one thing to look at. Um, like Katie said, making sure it's short and recognizable. Like, can you pronounce those ingredients, and do you know what they are? Is an important question to ask yourself too. Yeah, and I think if you're looking at an ingredient list, if, like, the first ingredient is sugar, what you've got to remember is, okay, so the first ingredient is sugar, therefore that product is mainly sugar. Yeah, because they list it. um, By law, they have to list the ingredients from most to least. Yep, yep, absolutely. So, yeah, if there's sugar on that first one, you know that probably 80 or, you know, 70 to 90% of that product is full of sugar. Absolutely. And then I think if I'm looking for like yogurts or something like that, um, I'm always looking, if I look in the nutrition panel or yogurts or muesli, muesli is another one. Like I'll, um, I, I tend to make my own muesli, but if I don't have time, I'll go and buy it and I'll be looking for something that has less than 10 grams per hundred of sugar. Um, yeah, go on. No, I was just going to say, like, you could probably dismiss 95% of the yogurts on the shelves and probably 98% of cereals if you follow that one rule. Yeah. yeah. So that's, what was that, Katie, 10 grams of sugar. So when you look at a nutritional panel, that's the second most important thing um, to look at after the ingredients list. You'll see there's carbohydrates and it'll have total and then underneath it should list um, the sugars. So the sugars are those sort of the ones we want to steer away from and Katie has suggested that we do uh, 10 grams of sugar per 100 grams because it will give you an amount per serve and then per 100 grams. Yeah, absolutely. So either like 10 grams or less and I'd be ticking it off. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Because um, just a bit of FYI too, four grams of sugar equals one teaspoon. So if that, say um, there's 10 grams of sugar in... um, you know, in one in a hundred grams, then that's essentially what two and a half teaspoons of sugar. World Health Organization recommends six te- um, excess teaspoons of sugar a day. So you're nearly meeting half of that in just that one product, essentially. Yeah. Um, well, so if that's it's, what's yeah. really important. Yeah, absolutely. Depending on the serve, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. So I think the sugars is really important to look for too. Yeah. Awesome. Um. Did you have any other keys that you look for, Jess? So short ingredient list, um, names that you can recognize. We don't want to see sugar as the first or second ingredient listed. um, And we want to make sure that there's less than 10 grams of sugar per 100. Um, Fats. Fats, yeah, fats is another one. Um, 
So we want to look at making sure there's a low trans fat. So again, when you look at the panel, it'll have total fat. And it, not all products do, though, but most of them should have a breakdown of the type of fat because we have many types. Um, and trans fats are the ones that um, aren't the best to be taking in all the time. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, trans fats have been linked with, infl- well, inflammation essentially, really, haven't yeah. they? You know? Yeah. They're just and bad for the body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also think with uh, reading your labels, don't just read the front of the package and buy into the marketing. There's too too many loose terms um, that go on with these health foods, especially the trending um, health foods. I find the biggest um, suckers for this are like your almond milks and nut butters. They'll be like, oh, peanut butter or almond milk and um, all natural, you know, and then you look at the back and it's like, what the hell? Like, I don't know what these ingredients are. It says 3% peanuts in my peanut butter. Like, that's not actually peanut butter. So I think don't buy into those marketing claims. Yeah, I mean, there's not enough um, regulations around marketing claims um people can say something's all natural or all organic or it doesn't mean a lot so you know you've really got to scrutinize it a little bit closer than that yeah and that's why where reading your labels comes in handy so ingredients list and then also the nutritional panel and katie and i've already discussed which you know the key things to look for on those things and if you've got a like particularly if you've got kids and they maybe have um you know, you're struggling, um, they're struggling with learning or behavior or anything like that. Maybe something like that chemical maze app is really worthwhile downloading and just trying to minimize, um, the chemicals that are going into their bodies, um, just because it will make a difference. It will. That's right. And yeah, I think for parents that chemical maze app is amazing. Yeah. So we've touched on lots of stuff today. We've kind of given you a feel for what our interpretation of this term whole foods is and why we think it's important. Um, You know, our body, we should treat our body like a BMW, not like, I don't know, a really (laughs) old trashed up car. Um, You know, we've talked about different research on additives, flavorings, um, MSG, BPA, um, and how they can affect us um just a reminder that it's a cumulative thing so um you're not going to have it's not like you can eat a lolly with a flavoring in it and you're gonna drop dead like we're not suggesting that we're just saying that our diet needs to mostly avoid those things yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then we've talked about labels. So what Jess and I would do if we were in a supermarket and the reality is we're all going to have a little bit of processed food in the cupboard. Um, so what to look for as far as what's the best options for you and your family? Yeah. That's it. Um, I think we've given a lot of really good advice there. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Jess, really did good. you want to wrap up with the other four values of the Nourish Wrap? So we've really honed on our first yeah. one today. Yeah, no worries. So, um, yeah, so I hope you guys really understand what uh, we mean when we say um, eat whole foods most of the time is one of our values. Um, Our other four that we will be discussing in um, the upcoming podcast are get sleep, um, a good quality sleep, uh, rest every day for five minutes, or sorry, disconnect for five minutes every day, 
uh, move your body in an enjoyable way and at the end of the day listen to your own body because only you know it best awesome cool so until next time we'll chat then if you guys have any questions or feedback please feel welcome to reach out to katie and i through social media or email we always love hearing your feedback and um yeah if you want any more questions about this topic we are more than happy to elaborate thanks guys have a great fortnight